Welcome to the Counselors of Real Estate Top 10 in 20 podcast series. In these 20-minute episodes, we'll discuss one of the prevailing top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Marilee Utter, First Vice Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate, President of City Venture Associates in Denver, Colorado. Counselors of Real Estate are trusted advisors finding answers to the world's most complex real estate challenges. Experienced, innovative, and credentialed problem solvers, the counselors practice in 20 countries and offer expertise in more than 50 real estate disciplines across all asset classes. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. Our guests for this episode are Noah Schlaes, CRE, and president of Schlaes & Company in Oak Park, Illinois, and Tom Shercliffe, CRE, co-founder and principal of Intelligent Buildings in Charlotte, North Carolina. Noah and Tom co-authored the narrative supporting the number eight issue on this year's compilation of the top 10 issues, technology and workflow. COVID-19 was the number one issue and resonates throughout each of the other nine. For details on all of the issues, visit cre.org slash top 10. Welcome, Noah and Tom. Shall we get right at it? You bet. Um, Yeah, let's go. Many commercial real estate sectors are experiencing strained revenue, rent levels, and values just when they most need to be investing in new technologies. Notwithstanding this paradox, Owners and property managers must create confidence for tenants, residents, shoppers. How are they accomplishing this? Well, I'll start in. Um, confidence and communication are at the heart of a lot of, a lot of new technology investment. Uh, and confidence is as much about letting people know what's being done and what is working well Uh, as it is about actually changing your day-to-day operations. Uh, Most notably, if you've checked into a hotel lately, you've probably seen the mother of all sanitized for your protection stickers on the door of the room, on the bed, in the lobby, and perhaps out in the street, telling you exactly what steps have gone on and what status uh, there is. But as our knowledge of COVID in particular expands, our emphasis shifts. When we did the work on this topic six, eight months ago, all of the talk was about contact transmission and sterile surfaces and so on. And the trend since then has moved entirely to air handling proximity and occupancy density. So to go back to communication and technology, conveying information to people so that they can know is the place crowded? How often is the air exchanged? To what extent are filters being replaced? Uh, driving pretty wonky back office real estate information to the front where people can see it is at the heart of developing that confidence. I think that's right, Noah. And I, I also agree with what you're saying in the communication because there are a lot of things that are done that nobody pays attention to that do accrue to confidence in a public health environment communicating things about the outside air that they're now, uh, say, letting into the building more than before, uh, things like the humidity, 
there's plenty of occupancy sensors and CO2 sensors and these kind of things in normal facility management environments. And so uh, uh, I think it's important that people realize a, a lot of things are being done in buildings and can be done with things that are already in the building. So I think that's, uh, there was this idea, like you said, it was first it was one approach, then it was another approach. And then, you know, you keep hearing, you know, what new things do I need to buy and do? Well, that's not always the case. Uh, I think pointing the power of real estate technology at public health is one powerful thing to do. We've, we've always looked at energy efficiency. We've looked at occupant experience. We've looked at sustainability. Uh, in general with a lot of the same systems. So now we have a new focus with very capable systems and very capable property management and staff. And so it's really uh, sometimes a matter of just turning that firepower on a new priority. It's a little odd. In the past, you'd look for differentiation with technology, perhaps to fight the battle of keeping your building from sliding from class A to class B or perhaps moving in the other direction. Today, you might be fighting to get people to enter the building and go back to work at all versus staying home. That, that's right, that's right. Yep, and, and I think we're, we're already seeing that debate change just a little bit. At first, everybody, the, the most natural and responsible thing to do was work at home till we figure this out. You know, not only in, in policy and, and the, in the clinical aspects, but, but in the facility aspects too. And now you're starting to hear a, a whole lot of discussion, obviously, about what does the space look like when I return? Have I changed, moved walls? Have I changed the furniture? Have I done something with the mechanical? And so the fact that that conversation is now intensifying, and I'll tell you by the day uh, with our customers, uh, tells me that people are uh, ready for the confidence and ready to have some good mix again of, of, of the office or the retail space and, and get, getting back in action. Hmm. Well, I mean, how does this play into the fact that most of the technology adoption has occurred historically during relocation, new construction, or reconfiguring your space anyway? Now the pandemic obviously has changed that. Retrofitting has become more than simply an incremental change. It's expensive. And how do you how do you advise your clients to accept this? How do they prioritize, sort it out? Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll start with that one uh, and then kick it over to Noah. But but I will tell you a little bit of what I said earlier is what we're advising our clients. First, inventory and assess what you have. And uh, I just wanna talk about the building technology for a brief moment. If you have built or renovated your building since the late 80s, your building systems are digital to start with. So your, your building automation, your, your elevator, your lighting control, your parking control, your access control, um, just in a quote unquote normal building, you've got a lot of digital capability. And so, uh, as I said earlier, in our practice, we had focused in the beginning 15 years ago on energy efficiency, same systems. And they talked about sustainability, just a different measurement. Then in 2008 and nine, we all talked about, you know, saving every nickel we could in the recession. And then when the recovery began, it was all about occupant experience. And now it's public health, all very important at the time and all kept accruing to a, to a, a larger recipe, if you will. But the point is we can do a lot of things with existing equipment and contractors just focused on this priority. And just a couple quick examples. Um, 
if you wanted to have a touchless experience. I'd like to know what your access control system is like and what your elevator system is like and if you have digital signage so that I might be able to just connect those three things together so that you could, as soon as you uh, held your Prox card, you're going to get all the way to your eighth floor without touching anything with the system that you have. Same thing as I alluded to earlier, if I wanted to create social distancing in an office building, uh, if, if I knew that you had uh, motion sensors for occupancy, and if I knew you had CO2 sensors, and I knew you had some kind of video surveillance, I could craft together a so, an automated social distancing environment. So all that being said, the advice we're giving is first use what you have so that you can get as much mileage out of this public health uh, situation as you as you can. And while we're at it, um, typically tech adoption occurs on when you are faced with a choice, when you're moving, when, as you said, uh, when you're going to be spending money on something anyhow. Right now we're in a period where you're faced with no choice but to do something in many areas uh, to create and communicate safety. However, a lot of the technology emphasis of the last 20 years has been on energy efficiency. And much of the technology that was put in place to make that happen is the same technology. Uh, we need to create a safe environment and the image of a safe environment. It has to do with occupancy. It has to do with air handling, airflow. Sometimes at the cost of reduced energy efficiency, uh, with uh, increased exchange and increased adding of heat and cooling, uh, but nonetheless, the same systems. The missing piece, however, is the technology or, or the communication of technology. We used to be happy to tell you your room was the right temperature, if at all, uh, just displayed on a thermostat. If we're going to tell you now exactly uh, how long it's been since somebody was in there and how many times the air is being exchanged per hour, same systems, same sensors, perhaps on the dashboard that appears on your corporate intranet, uh, perhaps on uh, the, the displays in lobbies and on conference spaces so that people can see exactly what's going on and can forget and stop worrying about the environment they're in. One area that we're going to be doing a lot with, especially with surveillance uh, video uh, and tracking that we haven't addressed yet is contact tracing because the United States to a far less extent than the rest of the world has not adopted contact tracing to chase down uh, breakouts of illness when they occur, but it will, it will have to. To do that, you need to know who was where, with whom and when. We do know that stuff, just not in a manner that we can use it for this function. And I'm guessing the next major wave in changing and modifying our technology to accommodate the new world We'll be tracking just that. Yeah, I think that's a, that also brings up a, a good uh, framing, if you will, that the uh, that there's uh, uh, three kind of categories you might consider in these kind of investments. One is low and no cost. We talked about just more outside air, right? Uh, low or no cost. You can policy typically doesn't cost uh, a lot of money. There's the low no cost. Then there's the new normal. 
um, that might be more integration. We talked about you know, your access control, communicating with your elevator and maybe contact tracing, Noah, like you just said. And then there's the optional uh, parts that, that maybe can be shared by the tenant and the landlord, such as uh, new ventilation patterns, maybe even outside air per floor, UV, these kind of things. So it also, it's not an all or nothing conversation. What should I do low, no cost? Uh, what is the new normal that I just got to step up for? And then there's a third segment that is, hey, we don't have to do some of the really radical structural things, but we can in, a, in an optional category. Tom, you, you're kind of comforting in, in saying both of you have said, you know, you probably have a lot of the technology you need, but I'm thinking about the difference between class A, newer product, and a lot of the class B, class C, smaller, older buildings that we see in so many cities. I mean, is that going to put those guys out of business? Yeah, I'll let Noah comment. I think I think even even Class B buildings, if they're you know anything less than three or four decades old or renovated, have some of these basic digital capabilities. But in those cases, still, uh, you know, I hate to use a cliche, but the Internet of Things uh, has brought us very inexpensive sensors. So I can almost uh, take a, a piece of duct tape and stick a humidity sensor on the wall or, or a temperature sensor or a particulate sensor or a carbon dioxide sensor and, and or even you can even do a Legionella probe in, in your building's water if it's been unoccupied for months. So there are, you know, thanks to the internet and of things and technology, we can even take lower cost buildings and do some triage on some, on some inexpensive technology uh, indicators. Likewise, the technology that people bring with them can provide a ton of information if they're willing to share it. There is a, uh, if you were to look at what goes on with a fitness watch or, or fancier fitness watch, especially, they are tracking uh, the temperature in the space you're in to some extent, the humidity in the space uh, where you're seated uh, and who was where and when. What doesn't exist is permission to use that information in this context. Uh, it gets a little weird when they use information in this context. Uh, Garmin, or not Garmin, another, uh, another manufacturer of GPS got in trouble a little while ago when they produced a cheerful aggregate map of where all of their customers were running and accidentally revealed the location of some military bases where people used their watches. <laughs> so wow. uh, but to make a point, it wasn't Garmin. Uh, don't quote me. Don't misquote me on that. Uh, the, yeah. But as we, we think about technology going into place, one of the big advantages class B and class C buildings have versus class A is an extremely low tech feature, which is operable windows. Uh, right. Most modern office buildings have windows that can't be opened. Older buildings have windows that can. If you've done business in Europe, especially in Germany, uh, you'll notice that people get very uncomfortable if they can't open a window. It's part of the culture to flush the air several times a day. Uh, and to regulate the temperature in the room by leaving a window open if it gets a little too hot. That's an opportunity that doesn't exist in a modern high efficiency sealed envelope building. 
No, you also made a point just a second ago that I wanted the, the audience to, to also take note of, and that is that there are different stakeholder groups when it comes to policy. You talked about privacy. And I think first recognize what stakeholder group are you in and you have influence over because uh, the asset owner and the property manager are one type of stakeholder, uh, but the tenant that you can't dictate the tenant's HR policy uh, and who also can't dictate to the general public uh, and even still building contractors and maintenance uh, folks there in another stakeholder category that doesn't, again, blend with, with the, say, the tenant's HR policy. So it, and not to make that complex, I think it actually simplifies things a little bit. What is your domain? What do you have influence over? Uh, create policy in that environment and technology. And then you might have requirements for another stakeholder group, but you certainly, uh, you certainly can, only, can only focus on your area of influence. If we think of a very traditional intersection of communication and safety information, you think of the typical industrial plant, which has a sign that says it has been 48 days since anyone was injured here. If we were to communicate, uh, it has been six weeks since anybody in this office was tested positive. Uh, that would be wonderful, but consider what you have to know and what permissions you have to have to be able to share that information, because everyone's first question is, of course, well, who? <laughs> sure, sure. Right, right, right. Well, I think our time is about up. So I'm going to thank you, Tom and Noah, for your insights today on technology. I mean, what a huge topic we could go on for a while. But this is really the nexus to so many of the selected issues in this year's top 10. As one counselor noted when we did our survey earlier this year, tech is driving the capital markets, use of space, leasing, brokerage, valuation, and building operations. Another counselor said technology may be making the actual location of a business less important. I mean, does that mean that location, location, and location is no longer going to apply? I think that's a topic for another day, but um, a really compelling thought. You guys were great. Enjoy that. Thank you. Thank you. Please join us next time for another discussion of one of the top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Marilee Utter. On behalf of the counselors of real estate, Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Top 10 in 20.